The Falcons need to lock in for this critical stretch coming out of their bye, and that begins with naming Desmond Ritter their starting quarterback. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all in lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. So if you don't know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman, joined as usual on these Thursday afternoons, Thursday evenings, Friday mornings, whenever you are listening to this podcast by Jarvis Davis of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And we appreciate each and every one of you that checks out this podcast Thursday, Friday, or whenever. Of course, we give a special shout out to the everydayers that make this illustrious podcast their first listen or first watch. And to become an everyday, all you got to do is follow for free or subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So here with Jarvis, normally we do sort of some keys to victory, but thankfully the Falcons are not playing this Sunday. So we are having a stress-free weekend, right? We can enjoy football for once here on this illustrious podcast. And I'm sure many of you guys out there are looking forward to this weekend of stress-free without the Atlanta Falcons. But because it is the daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, we still are going to talk about this less than illustrious football team, but because it's a bye week, we're going to be focusing on sort of get Jarvis's thoughts on what kind of changes he's looking for during this bye week or coming out of this bye week, should we say? And sort of Jarvis, you know, normally I ask you what's the biggest key to victory uh, in the upcoming week, but I guess what's the biggest change that you would like to see for the Atlanta Falcons coming out of this bye week? Go ahead and get the quarterback situation figured out and just ride it out. Like, let's just ride it out and see where it goes. And and I think that with that mindset, I, that's why I feel like Desmond Ritter is more than likely going to be the guy, you know, going forward, you know, by hook or by crook, whatever happens. And, and, and the reason why I say that is because with Tyler, Taylor Heineke being in under center, there were some limitations, right? There's a reason why he's a backup quarterback, right? As far as pushing the ball down the field, we didn't see that as much with him at the at the quarterback spot. So, and I think that that's something that Desmond Ritter had kind of found a little connection with with uh, with Drake London, you know, throwing the ball to him and with those uh, 60, 30, uh, 60, 40 balls. Oh, I almost did it again. Oh, God, I don't know what happens to me when I come on this show. But anyway, um, but I think that's to getting that quarterback uh, position figured out and to be able to help to open up this offense a little bit more, all while not keeping the ball safe, too, you know, not putting the ball in, in the, on the opposing team's hands, I feel like that'll be the biggest change needed to make. And if they're trying to continue to push to this division, which we know they are, I feel like that's going to help them get there. Yeah. So it, it does sound like you are in agreement that Desmond Ritter should be the starting quarterback for the remainder of the year. And absolutely Arthur Smith, even though I I don't think he will make that sort of commitment, 
you think he should basically come out of the bye week being like, unless something crazy happens, Desmond Ritter's our guy for the rest of the year? Yes, absolutely. I mean, because here's the thing. Like, this is the guy that you said was your QB1. But you had a nice little backup plan in a $7 million backup, right, with Taylor Heineke. So I feel like you're in a space now where you have to, you're in a prove-it mode for the rest of this season. You gotta have to prove that, you know, you made a good decision, you and Terry Fontenot, by, by drafting this guy, not only drafting him, moving him to that QB1 spot and saying, hey, we gotta see what you all see. That's what I wanna see. I wanna see what you all saw with him. And not, I ain't talking about no intangibles and all that stuff. I'm talking about like hardcore data slash film as to him putting that out on, on tape saying, you know what? I deserve to be a starter quarterback in the NFL. Like we've seen Sam Howell starting to do that, right? Like people are starting to believe in him and, and what he's been able to bring to the table. And what he was a fifth round draft pick out of North Carolina. So, hey, if he can do it and put it on there or put it on, put it on tape. I think I think Desmond Ritter has the opportunity to do that as well. And I think that Arthur Smith would it would behoove him to go ahead and do that because there are a lot of people who are questioning you as a head coach, period. <laughs> Let alone as far as quarterback evaluation. So I think that like he's gonna have to stick his chest out and say, you know what, I deserve to be a head coach for this team. I deserve to take this team into the next three, four or five years and, and get to the playoffs and make some noise and, and get it back to some respectability on Sundays at one o'clock at Mercedes-Benz at stadium. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, I don't think benching Ritter was the right move, but if Ritter does come out and plays well over these next seven games, again, I, I will not look at it as like a direct correlation. You know, it'd be like a little BS to me. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, little, yeah, you will. You will. I mean, it's okay, Aaron. It's okay. This can be like, hey, this was all part of this grand strategy. And if the Falcons, you know, are winning games and Desmond Ritter's playing well, then it was probably like, the reset strategy. Yeah, that's yeah, what he's going to say. That's what he's going to say. It was a reset he gets, strategy. He gets yeah. to dictate the narrative, basically, is what I'm saying. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, you know, I'll be like, mm, I don't really buy that. <laughs> like, you know. That's me, Mr. Not Stuckey. you, Aaron. Yeah. You being petty? No. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, but here's the thing, though, man. Like, with him and, and with the whole quarterback situation, like, I was one that was on the side in favor of him benching Desmond Ritter because, like, you know, it was just too many turnovers, man. Like, and your defense was good enough to kind of hide you and keep you safe from that. But when those injuries start coming around and they start stacking up, it's just like every other team in the NFL, like they just weren't good enough to be able to 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 uh, to hide that. Right. So I think that him getting this, quote unquote, reset, you know, I feel like it should it should work out in his favor. And like I said, and if it does, Arthur Smith going to come out shining a little bit because he's like, all right, man, I, I, I assess my quarterback. I understand. I got a good feel, a good vibe. Now, the way they did it was weird. You know, the man, they said it when the concussion protocol, he was cleared, and, and then we didn't feel like he was right. It did. Desmond Ritter was like, I don't know what play y'all talking about. You know, I, I, I was fine. <laughs> you know, but for the most part, <laughs> you know, concussion gate is weird. Everybody, everybody want to forget about that, but, you know, like, I pay attention to a lot of stuff, man. So, you know, that situation will kind of just go away if Ritter comes out against New yeah. Orleans and just balls out. So, yeah. and that's what I'm rooting for, man, because I'm at a point now where I get tired of talking talking about bad football play. Like, I just want to see some good football, man. That's all. That's it. I ain't lost for much. It's been a pleasure.
been a minute. It's been a minute. So yes, um, we just talked about you know that that quarterback change. We still got more to talk about some potential changes. Uh, you know, maybe some tweaks, right, to the coaches. Uh, maybe some personnel tweaks as well. And we'll pick Jarvis's brain uh, on that as we continue today's lockdown Falcons. Guys, I want to tell you about Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. With basketball season here, you can pick combo projections across football, basketball, and a variety of sports in their new special league. It's a a league specifically created for combo projections where you can pick two players from two different sports across two different leagues. For example, you can pick LeBron James and Travis Kelsey in the combination of three points made in receptions. And if you have the skills, you can turn two hundred, you can turn ten dollars into two hundred and fifty dollars with just a few tabs. Prize Picks is really simple to play. Just tick, pick two or more players and pick more or less than their projected stats. And the more entries you make, the more money you can make up to twenty five times your money. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types that make Prize Picks the number one in daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code in all lowercase locked on NFL. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. So as we continue this bi week uh breakdown of what changes we would like to see during uh this week off for the Atlanta Falcons, uh I, I want to plug the locked on uh national shows because now locked on has a national 24 7 streaming channel here on youtube locked on sports today is covering all of the sports all the biggest stories with all the local experts uh, on youtube uh with all the experts in the national shows as well across every sports league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe for the first ever national 24 7 streaming channel and of course check out the locked on sports atlanta 24 7 streaming channel if you are still locked on atlanta sports even if you're you know trying to get away from the falcons you know i, I don't mind you guys you know yeah, going, the georgia you got georgia bulldogs man we talk georgia so yeah and, the, and yeah. When, when my face comes on the screen and then you can you know come back for the georgia <laughs> right <football. laughs> right of uh, course <laughs> yeah, that's that's how you do it. so yes. um jarvis let's talk you know a little bit top down stuff right and mm-hmm. whether you know arthur smith was asked about you know are you going to make any tweaks or changes to your coaching staff and he kind of quickly dismissed that but you know i'm not going to necessarily ask you i mean if you if you think they should make some adjustments to you know maybe who's calling plays or something like that you know you you by all means can say so but i'm just curious maybe from a coaching standpoint from one of these sort of top-down changes uh, is there anything that you think the team should adjust in this bye week um to be honest with you no because i mean i I feel like yeah, there's blame from the top down that can be doled out um, throughout up and down this organization. But I feel like there are some execution issues as well. Like, because the weirdness with the offensive line, it just, it's just been weird. Like, so, because, you know, with Chris Lindstrom not playing like, like we've known him to play, and, and that's probably playing as one of the better guards in the NFL. Um, not the best, but one of the better in regards in the NFL. And and I think that with Caleb McGarry, yeah, true. Like, we, you're a pretty decent run blocker, but there have been some times where you haven't looked like you've looked below average to bad in that category. So I need that to get back up to at least – Average to good, you know, on, on that side, on the, as when it comes to running the football, and I think that you know the commitment to running the football 
is 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 going to help as well because I feel like they were kind of a teller too often, right? So we we saw what Desmarino was able to do. He was, you know, having a good game. They were moving the ball, but they weren't able to finish in the red zone. And then when they made the change, you had all this underneath stuff, and but you can't became obvious, and you start over overcompensating Arthur with giving Bijan Robinson turn around, giving him the rock twenty times, and all that stuff, and not really get it to him in the passing game too, which which is kind of interesting as well. But I think that if you can kind of take the you know, the passing game with Ritter and and, and, and kind of bring the running game that you had with Heineken and kind of put those two together and, and, and put it up in the pot and kind of make sure that kind of coincides with each other. I feel like you'd be doing yourself a, a, a good service because like you have some guys to throw the ball down the field to, right? Like you have Drake London and, and, I, and I'm at a point now where I want to see Kyle Pitts a little bit more uh, they've been getting the ball for the most part. And I feel like Ritter was starting to get that nice little cohesion with, with eight before he got bit. So I think continue to stack up, stack good games with that or stack on, on top of that, that, that cohesion and get that going. So and with that commitment to the run and getting Bijan the rock and, you know, and don't forget about Tyler Edger because, you know, like he has some value there. So I think just from the a whole offensive scheme standpoint, knowing who you are, knowing what you can do, and trusting the rookie quarterback to to I mean not the rookie quarterback, second year quarterback in Desmond Ritter, it just just he's just gonna have to do do what he has. He's just gonna have to make those plays because if he's if you're in his head telling him, hey, don't turn the ball over, don't turn the ball over. And he's checked down Charlie every every doggone game. That's not gonna get you anywhere either. And so I think he's gonna have to find that balance between, hey, being being willing to take a chance downfield versus putting the ball in the defender's hands. And that you know, and if they find able to find that balance, I really feel like that'd be a really good change uh, for them in these next couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I you mentioned the word balance, and it it feels like this team has been so unbalanced this year because it feels like anytime they make strides in one area, they seem to take a step back in another area. Absolutely. It's like we haven't really seen this team play a complete game. It's like, okay, well the running game's been taking a step forward these last couple of weeks and passing games seems to, to sort of be going back. I'm curious, Jarvis, do you, do you feel like there's some underlying cause for why that seems to be, why this team seems to be disjointed? You know, we always sort of point to the coaches mm-hmm and say it's a leadership issue, it's a motivation issue. And, you know, again, those are just sort of like nebulous sort of things. But, like, do you feel like that's a fair criticism uh, with, you know, this team in their sort of inability to play sort of a complete unified, you know, performance? I mean, because when you think about, like, a lot of times when it comes to this team, it's not necessarily that everybody's playing bad on on a play-in, play-out basis. It's just like one or two guys that might have a mental lapse. It's just like, okay, what are you doing on this play? And why are you doing that? Or why aren't you doing this on this particular play? So, you know, and, I, you know, I brought that out on, you know, a couple of plays on breakdowns on, on Twitter or X or however you want to refer to it as nowadays. So I, I think that it's a matter of just focusing. I, I mean, I hate to be so sound so simplistic, but it just – I feel like that's what it is. Like, you know, on the defensive side, just missed tackles. Like, what are we talking about? Uh, missed tackles? 
<laughs> like now, granted, now you know there are some guys that could, in this in, in this league that can make you miss on a consistent basis, but I don't feel like that necessarily has been the case of uh, uh, given the quality of teams that they faced in these last three games in this losing streak. So that's just a, a matter of locking in and making sure they do that on both sides of the football at every position on every play. And I know that may sound a little a little hard for people, you know, the ADHD um, folks out there, but they have to do it. And because one or two people, you know, missing a block or, or not communicating about who you're going to take if they do a game or something like that up front on the offensive line, that can really blank up a play, man. And I think that they can't afford to do that given, given the situation they're in right now because they are literally on an uphill battle. I think I was saying that they would got like a a little bit over 30% chance of making the playoffs and everybody's screaming, oh yeah, they're in second place in the division. Yeah, yeah. But they got a 30-some percent chance of getting into the playoffs. That's not good. And we're more than halfway through the season. So, like, we talking about what? Five and two? You know, to to, to try to get, in the, uh, get into the playoffs? You know? So, it's just like, yeah, this is this is they're in dire need right now, and I think their mental focus is is it has to be number one, you know, regardless of what the game plan is or what plays they're gonna run and all that stuff. Like it has to be a focus on every play, like false starts and all that crap. All that stuff got to go out the window, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Their their margin for error is you know razor thin at this point in time, and you know every loss that they have from here on out, you know, I would love to see them run the table and go seven and zero, but you know, I, I ain't that, that ain't happening. I'll ask you what type of drugs you want. And say, can I have some like, a little bit later on? Once we get off the show. Like the, like the best case scenario at, at this right. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, pretty much, Every game now at this point feels kind of like a must-win game, especially in the division coming out of the bye against the Saints. But um, you talk about players locking in. Um, maybe you want to make some changes to some of the personnel as well, right? So we'll, we'll pick your brain on that. You sort of look at various position groups. We've already talked about the quarterback position, but you know, are there skill positions? Are there you know some tweaks and changes you would like to make to the pass rush rotation that maybe you would see a, a little bit improvement there or, or maybe some changes elsewhere uh like in the secondary or something like that so we'll pick jarvis's brain on those subjects as we wrap up today's locked on falcons now guys good bad or in between it's tough to root for your favorite team when you're on an empty stomach and you know you can solve that problem with doordash whether your team is winning and you want to celebrate whether your team is losing and you're just looking for a pick-me-up doordash has the unbeatable deals on everything you need for your watch party or tailgate all your favorite restaurant stores from retail to grocery are all on an app so that you can shop for everything you need to be game day ready get 50 percent off up to a 10 dollars value when you spend 15 dollars or more on your first order when you download the doordash app and enter code locked 23 subject to change terms apply that's 50 percent up off up to a 10 dollars value 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. That's promo code LOCK23, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more subject to change terms apply. 
So wrapping up here with Jarvis Davis of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And while I have Jarvis here, might as well plug the uh, Locked On NFL kickoff live Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Get you guys geared up for this stress-free weekend of Falcons football, or not, not Falcons football, of NFL football. Fabulous football, not Falcons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fabulous, you know. The stress-free Sunday, Falcons man, yeah. It's fabulous uh, football. <laughs> and so check that out Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. If you're subscribed to Locked on Falcons, you're already you know, geared to watch that on Locked on Falcons or any other Locked on NFL YouTube channel. So subscribe to Locked on Falcons so that you don't miss that Locked on NFL kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So Jarvis, we talked about the quarterback. We talked about the coaches. Are there any other tweaks to the, you know, lineup that you would like to see? I, I know you were uh, pretty critical of Richie Grant coming out of the Arizona game. It was rough, rough game for Richie. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rough Richie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For for me, you know, when I look at yeah, it's been it's been very up and down for Richie this year. Like he mm-hmm. has had a disappointing year. But I, I kind of look at it and I'm just like, do the Falcons have a better option than Richie Grant at this point in time? But I'll, I'll give you the floor. And you know, if if you think they do, or, or there's another position or rotation that you would tweak, uh, the floor is yours. So for me, I look at it like this. Like we've we've seen well, we we've seen three years of Richie Grant right at this point. And, you know, like there was some due to injury, he was kind of thrust into the whole nickel corner situation. I thought he did a solid job. And then last year, you know, he had his his first year as a, a starter, you know, which I thought was fine. And, and then this year, like we started to see the up and down, like the inconsistencies. And, and I think that. When you start getting to your third year, I feel like there are certain things that you shouldn't be seeing, right? There's one thing to just get beat by just an amazing wide receiver or an amazing tight end and and coverage or something like that. But to be consistently beat that way against a guy who, and Trey McBride, like, let's just face it, everybody was looking at him like, um, why did y'all take that dude that high? <laughs> you know, there was no, like the people who drafted him and, and said he he was worthy, uh, they're no longer there. So, you know, when you think about that situation where people are coming off that game saying, man, maybe he could be a good player in the NFL. That's not good. Especially when you were charged with, you know, covering this man for, for most of the game. And, and we're not... So I say all that to say, like, there is – there's a reason why this team um, – not drafted, signed veteran guys because they wanted to not have to worry about certain things or certain issues that they had last year when a whole bunch of young guys were playing and one-year guys who just weren't good, you know. So – and when you bring that stuff type – that type of stuff to the table – I feel like you could, if you got a guy in DeMarco Helms, who was a really solid tackler, we saw in the preseason that, hey, the guy could take the ball away too. So there are certain things that I'll be willing to put up with, so to speak, versus seeing a guy like Richard Grant who's been around, who knows the game, who should know this system, uh, you know, like the back of his hand because he – came around eventually in Dean Pease's system and understood that one. And we all know his struggles with that to start off with. So it's just like, all right, if we're not getting the basic stuff from a, a veteran guy, so at least I can get the basic stuff from the young pup and put up with a couple of, you know, 
hiccups from here and there, I feel like that needs to be in consideration. Those are the type of moves I feel like they need to consider as, you know, because you got a two-week, you know, ramp up for 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 a, a divisional opponent and and I and there's just certain things that I just I'm not willing to accept from a guy who's been in the NFL. And, and I just feel like he's just been so inconsistent with those things. And I just I feel like there there should be a tweak. There should be some consideration to, to get a guy like Mike um, DeMarco Hellams a little bit more playing time. Yeah, I think it's all, all fair. Like, you know, it's it's year three. That's usually the year where you expect the players to kind of round into form. And you haven't really seen that from Richie Grant. We talked a big game about, you know, Jesse Bates being sort of that guardian angel in the back end that would allow Richie Grant to be the sort of aggressive type of player and allow him to make plays. And he's been aggressive, but it's allowed the other team to make more plays against him, you know, especially those double moves. And, and so it just hasn't worked out for him, uh, you know, so far this season, you know, when people have asked me about it, I've just basically been like, yeah, it's been up and down. You hope that the upstart outweighing the downs at some point, you know. All right. Just kind of hope that pendulum swings in in the in the in the good direction, but you know, it, it's hard to you know at this point, it's it's hard to to sort of be optimistic about that, given that you know where we are in this season, where we are in his career, that that's going to suddenly change. So, oh yeah, and another thing, let me go ahead and uh, <clears throat> I like we need to see see what's going on. With, with this whole pass rush situation, right? Like, I don't... I said coming to this season that if Lorenzo Carter is starting on his team or if Lorenzo Carter is playing a lot on his team, we got problems. And he's been playing a lot more than I expected, you know, um, in, in 2023. So, with that being said, I feel like even though Arnold Ebicati... All he had to do was just, you know, just like, don't let the man get outside. Keep your outside shoulder, all that stuff. All that D-lineman stuff, man. That basic D-lineman stuff, man. Just all you got to do. And then I promise you, he would have been, right, he would've been right, right into your lap. And the game probably would have been over. And and I think that, you know, because guys like Bud Dupree, who can finish against the Minnesota Vikings, right? That, that could have been a game ending drive and they could have won the game and we probably wouldn't even be having these conversations right now. It's just those little things like that where you need to figure out who you who you have. Now, you can still try to win games, but you need to figure out who you have. Why can't D'Angelo Malone get a little a rush? I know Ryan Nielsen don't want these little dudes on, on, the, on the end of that, of that defensive line. I get it. I know where they're going. Zach Harrison type guys. That's what that's where they're moving towards. You know, Cam Jordan, I even even put that, I even hate to even mention his name, you know, in the same sentence with, with, with a guy like Zach Harrison, but that's where they're headed as far as what those uh the defensive ends are gonna look like in this defense. So, but I do feel like you know, those guys need to get more opportunities to rush the pass because they're young. And you could tell at the end of the game, these cats are gas, man. Calais Campbell and Boyd Dupree, man, they don't need to be playing that, that that amount of snaps at this age, at, at this point, you know, because those guys are, they've been in the league for quite a long time. And as you can see, they wear down quickly. So I think the more you get those young pups in there to rush the passer and get some fresh legs in there, man, let's see what they got. Let's see what's going on, man. Let's see what's popping. <laughs> let's see if Terry find those valuations or where they need to be. 
Because if they aren't, that conversation is going to need to be had and and getting this stuff right in the offseason and yes. taking best player available that plays damn defense and not be a... <laughs> I ain't gonna say it. I ain't gonna say it. I promise you. I ain't gonna say it. I'm not gonna say his name. I'm not gonna say his name. I promise you. You know, he's been trending on my on my Twitter every every day for this week. I don't know why. You know, I don't know if he's good at football or something, but I ain't gonna say his name on the locked off Falcons postcast. I promise you. Podcast, postcast, podcast. Yes, I probably I promise I won't say his name because I know you know how you feel about uh I don't I don't feel so so uh, <laughs> I know how Twitter's algorithm works. You're like, hey, Jarvis guy loves his eagle stuff. We're going to put it on his feed because that's what we're doing. We know he's going to be an idiot. They know my feed. I, I just get B John stuff. There's, you know, reasons. But uh, if, if people complaining about B John's resume. You get wine suggestions and stuff, you know, yeah. on, your, on your algorithm. No, that's, that's how my algorithm works. But, yes. Um, <laughs> That's where we're going to leave it, guys. On uh, today's episode, we'll be back with more defensive bye week breakdown. We'll go through the different position groups, uh, looking at you know some of these tweets that Jarvis has suggested, and uh, you know some of my thoughts on on what the defense has looked like so far this season, as well as sort of take a little bit of a look ahead to the future of this offseason and, and where some of those personnel changes that Jarvis is talking about uh, maybe had. So look forward to that. Uh, continue to make Lockdown Falcons your first listen uh, and check out Lockdown NFL. Check out the Lockdown NFL Kickoff Live and check out Lockdown Sports Today and Lockdown Sports Atlanta on your 24-7 streaming channels.